Good day and welcome to the first Talk with Tom conversation for the year 2015. I am your host, Aaron Wilker, and I'll be asking the questions that you have submitted to my coach, my mentor, and my friend, Tom Hart. Before we get to Tom and the questions, though, I would like to say that today's call is being sponsored by the soon-to-be-released ebook written by Tom Hart entitled Goals 2015. This is a 12-chapter simple read book where Tom helps you get from where you are now to where you want to be. And you can find a link to the download Tom's are the first two chapters through this latest book written by Tom at the Success Series website, successseriesllc.com. And now, let's get on with today's call. Hello, Tom, and Happy New Year to you. And how are you doing today? Hi, Aaron. I'm doing great. Thank you, and Happy New Year to you. Thank you, sir. So I want to, before we start, Tom, I, I understand that you finished off the last year, 2014, with a combination of both business and pleasure. You want to tell us about that a little bit, please? Surely. In fact, this is something that we will repeat again next year, so I'm excited to tell the listeners about it. We conducted a, quote, vacation with a purpose. Uh, took a uh, Caribbean cruise with Royal Caribbean and uh, conducted the Grow Your Life workshop on board. We had uh, four ports of call, but uh, most of the time after, from December 6th to 14, over those eight days, we had uh, at-sea time available for a lot of recreation, of course, but a uh, good opportunity to uh, dig into some workshop material. And what I did was I combined the success principles for the new normal workshop with the goals achievement workshop. And at that time of year, this was early December, people are starting to gear up for goal setting and uh, similar to what our topic is for today, why um, uh, we, we conducted workshops uh, on various days throughout that eight days and had a great camaraderie, uh, an event uh, toward the end of the cruise that just kind of brought everybody together to create kind of a dream uh, uh, vision of what their big, hairy, audacious goal was for 2014 and present that to the participants. And as I said, we intend to do this again next year. Uh, this year's cruise, that is the one that we just did in 2014, was leaving Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We had ports of call at St. Martin, St. Kitts, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and Labadee, Haiti, um, uh, all of which were day-long uh, ports of call. And then when we were at sea on the off days, why uh, we conducted the workshop. So that was a great combination of business and pleasure, uh, terrific way to start off the new year. That sounds great. Excellent. So, yeah, yes, looking forward to, well, you know, don't want to speed time up, but, again, a great way to finish off the uh, year, and I'm sure everybody will be looking forward to that at the end of this year. Um, beginning beginning of a new year, and you mentioned goals. It seems like a good time for us to talk about goals for this year and you know, why it's important to have goals. Uh, you know, so what is a reasonable goal, Tom, versus an unreasonable one, and what are the best ways to accomplish them? Well, I think um, even before I answer those two questions, which are great questions uh, from the listener uh, listeners, I would I would ask 
uh, first, why is it important to have goals? And let me um, uh, keep it short and sweet and just kind of uh, state the obvious. Um, in my research and in my own life, I have noticed, observed, and read uh, from numerous uh, sources that successful people carry the trait universally that they are intensely goal-oriented. And by that I mean they, they literally think about it, they write it down, they uh, chunk it down into tasks. Uh, successful people will take a goal, a vision, a dream, and make it real, uh, manifest it in their life, in the reality of their life, by way of, of intention. And with that uh, comes, obviously, uh, building or creating the life they want. Without the, uh, without the goal, without the starting point, without, as Stephen Covey said, beginning with the end in mind, uh, it's difficult to stay on track. It's uh, hard to prioritize. Uh, oftentimes you'll find yourself uh, living somebody else's vision, somebody else's dreams, uh, perhaps the company you work for, the individual that you are employed by, or for that matter, if you're an entrepreneur, the clients that you um, uh, serve may indeed have their own agendas that take you off track and get you away from your goals, even in the context of your, your, your own business. So the intent here is to uh, set goals in order to set direction for your life, and with that intention, uh, be able to uh, form an action plan and put that action plan into place. Now, you asked uh, what, are, what, what is a reasonable goal versus an unreasonable one, and I think this is a fine line um, for, for all of us. To, to remember, and that is that um, you want to reach for the stars hoping you hit the moon. You want to set a goal that is outside your comfort zone. It's a push for you to get to. It's something that makes you a better and different person on your route to achieve it, but you don't want it to be so far-fetched that it's unachievable and therefore you're setting yourself up for failure. Um, obviously, there's a lot of goals that are going to be within the context of those things that you're um, on track to achieve, and it's just um, a, a continuance of that incremental uh, uh, goal attainment. But certain goals are a stretch goal or are something new or in a new area of learning or experience, and those tend to be very awkward to begin with, very uh, tempting to, to bail on um, once you reach those difficulties. But you really must stretch yourself in order to become a different person in order to have that goal. And that's different from, say, somebody that's, oh, I don't know, five foot six and weighs 130 pounds and wants to be um, an NFL football player. Uh, or, um, you know, in my case, here I am in my mid-50s, and if I were to make the goal of becoming a, a, uh, a pro golfer and, and hitting the PGA circuit, uh, by the time I took my game from my 10 handicap to scratch golf to um, – you know, the training and the coaching and the, the, the amount of resources that would be necessary to uh, not only be qualified for the PGA, but to play in tournaments of the PGA, um, I would likely not have the time left in my lifetime to be able to do it successfully, not even the senior tour, let's say. Well, so I, I, I was just going to say, Tom, luckily for you, I believe the seniors tour starts at 50. Yes, but those are guys that have been playing pro golf for their entire life, not somebody that wakes up one day and says, hey, I think I'll be a pro golfer. 
In fact, a personal story along those lines, when I was growing up, I envisioned and wanted to be a pro basketball player, and I lived, breathe, sleep, eat basketball. Um, I went to John Wooden camp, and, and I come to find uh, after the fact that the, the value for me in attending those camps was not to make me a better player to become a pro basketball player, which it, which it did. It did make me a better player. But it was also the opportunity to meet John Wooden himself, uh, get to know him personally because I attended so many of the sessions, uh, would, would become a close friend with him uh, later in life, uh, conducted basketball clinics with his uh, son-in-law and grandson-in-law, um, got to know him on a personal basis. And the way Coach Wooden taught basketball was he taught life, and then you picked up basketball along the way. And for those listeners who know the name and, and the legacy of John Wooden and UCLA basketball, know that he's the winningest coach in collegiate basketball history, having won uh, over a dozen uh, national championships. And, and therefore, what he was teaching and how he was teaching it uh, was uh, obviously much different uh, than the coaches of his era. And in fact, a lot of coaches today incorporate many of his principles in their, in their coaching. And by the way, did you notice that I used the word teaching as opposed to coaching basketball? Uh, John Wooden was a teacher by, quote, unquote, trade or admission. He was a, a, an English teacher and a basketball coach. Uh, he, by the way, is the only... Uh, inductee in the Hall of Fame that's there both as a player and a coach. And um, uh, he, he, found, he, he found himself very fond of the profession of teaching and would therefore always call it that when it came to basketball. But I digress. The point is, when I went to basketball camp at uh, Cal Lutheran College back in the 70s, early 70s, late 60s, early 70s, um, I was... Uh, 10, 12, 14 years old throughout those years. And, uh, and I was, again, intent on being a pro basketball player. Well, what I learned fast was that I thought I was pretty good being a, uh, a, a kid in the suburbs of, uh, of L.A., but I quickly learned, boy, there were kids that were better, that were faster, that were taller, that were stronger, uh, that were even less of my height that could dunk the basketball, and I knew real quick uh, I was not going to be a pro basketball player if I kept on that track without a lot of of, uh, of advancement and uh, uh, perseverance uh, to overcome a lot of shortcomings that, that my competition did not have. So there's an example where um, I learned quick that, um, you know, there's certain limitations that we have, and so if you have those limitations and you're seeking a goal that, that uh, is just going to have you hitting your head against a brick wall, there is a very unreasonable goal. Uh, perhaps there's something in a different uh, formation or a different uh, form that that goal could take that would give you the same achievement, but uh, perhaps not the route that would be the unreasonable route. So uh, that's, that's the answer to uh, a reasonable goal versus an unreasonable goal is to kind of look at um, how you might be able to stretch yourself, but also uh, have it be an incremental step or a chunking down to allow for the practicality of its achievement. Okay, Tom. What was so the then, other question that you asked about that? Yep, that, oh, go ahead. That, that's it. You know, reasonable versus unreasonable, and then I was going to say the best way to accomplish them, but I believe we can get into that. When I ask you, as I'm writing down 
you know, my goals down and what would be the number of goals that I should then target. I mean, is one goal too few? Is eight or ten goals too many? Like, you know, you said you want to be successful with your goals. You don't want that failure. So how many goals should I create for this next year? Well, um, let me speak to your last point first, and that is that um, I, I, I don't mean to say that I'm advocating setting goals that you'll only be successful at. Um, I think there is uh, recent studies that show that if you look at the gap between where you were and where you are on your road to achieving the goal, you'll see quite a lot of accomplishment. And therefore, you'll have the feeling of success, the feeling of progress. And that's what creates happiness in, in human nature is that, is that progress. And I say to look at that difference, that is between where you started and where you are now, rather than the gap between where you end up and what your goal was. Uh, envision a starting point, a three-quarters or 80% point, and then a 100% point beyond that. And so you're 80% there. And most people focus on that last 20%. You know, gee, I didn't get from this point to the end. I didn't get to my goal. I only got 80% of the way there, which obviously is huge progress. And you become a better person, a different person, a stronger person in that 80% progress. Now, some people would look at that and say that they had failed at reaching their goal. And so that's why this, these latest studies, and I'll um, – post some of the, uh, the, the uh, links to those studies on my website, and we'll write a blog about it, in fact, and, and make that uh, a link within the blog. But it's better to look at that progress than it is to look at the gap between where you ended up and what your ultimate goal was. To your question of how many, um, again, the purpose of goal setting is to um, create intention, create um, uh, priorities, um, to outline an action plan and tasks that would get, go toward their achievement. You want to remain focused. You don't want to be so scattered, so um, multitasking that you take your eye off the ball. Um, I think ultimately we should end up with somewhere between five and ten goals for the year. They may be categorized, and one way to get there is to uh, use the personal strategic plan download that's on my website in, under workshop resources. And what that is is an outline of the seven life areas and a um, grid that you fill in that talks about the three top of seven, of seven categories. And therefore, you have 21 outlined in total, which is a big number. So what you want to do at the, at the first blush is take the top goals in each of the seven areas. So for instance, you have physical, financial, spiritual, etc. Each of those seven life areas would have the top three goals that you would have in that area, each one of them, and you take that top goal. Now as you look at your philanthropic top goal versus your top, say, financial goal, your priority, your interest, your game changer may be in the financial goal. And in fact, unless you achieve the financial goal, you may not reach the philanthropic goal. So that becomes a more important of the seven goal. And therefore, you would focus on its achievement. Obviously, in order to 
focus uh, uh, on the achievement of a financial goal, perhaps an area to do that is in the professional side. So your professional goal may align with your financial goal. Therefore, those two and now the third end up being related to each other. However, your focus goal is the financial goal. If your health is not good, if you're not physically fit, if your energy level is low, if you're not eating right or exercising, then your health is going to be an impediment to your achieving your financial goal, let alone your professional goal and perhaps your other life areas as well. So the point is you have a focus area, which may be your financial goal. But each of those other areas, your relationships, your spirituality, your financial, physical, spiritual, etc., they're all going to be related in some form, and therefore you have to have a focus. And that focus may be a single category. In this case, it was financial. But it may be that that financial goal has a lot of relationship to its success by means of the others, physical, professional. And like I said, the philanthropic is perhaps a derivative of successful you are in those. So using that personal strategic plan uh, is a means of kind of prioritizing what your goals are. But in the end, you want to end up with seven and one that's a focus area. And obviously in that case, uh, should you follow the form that I just outlined, you would start with 21, but you would end up with seven and really a focus on one. Okay, great. Right. So that helps us decide how many goals I've written down or what we're doing. Now that I have written them down, what tools do you use, Tom, to help you manage, you know, the accomplishing of the your goals? Well, and in fact, um we have a workshop entitled Goals Achievement Workshop that talks of a number of of tools that are out there for goal achievement. Um once you've outlined your goals uh, in some kind of a written form, whether it's a worksheet or an Evernote or uh, a text that you send yourself, um, once that is put into motion, so to speak, by the thought becoming word on paper, many things start to move in your direction towards their achievement. And you may not even recognize or, or have anything appear to be different once you do that. But that's the law of attraction working in your favor. And so what you want to do is you want to enhance that, uh, moving things so that you're kind of staying out of your own way. And these are just some ideas as to what those goal achievement tools are, and then I'll talk about maybe one or two of them specifically. But affirmations and visualizations are probably the, the easiest way to make a goal real or to make the vision that you have in your head um, manifest in reality. So it's got to go through a filter and it's got to go through a, a logic uh, in your mind between thought and reality. And one way to get there is by creating a vision board or some kind of a mind map which would give you uh, some sense of, of what it is uh, going to take in order for you to uh, move from where you are to where you want to be. Uh, a great tool is the mastermind. Uh, you'll speak to that uh, later in this broadcast. But the mastermind is a group of individuals that would not only hold you accountable toward your goal achievement, but give you ideas and resources. And quite frankly, that brainstorming that comes out of a 
mastermind group that is is a greater, more potent, more um, thriving kind of of uh, brainstorming than than you would even have on your own if you were to uh, go off to a mountaintop and kind of come up with your action plan and then come back down to implement it. And if you were to do it solo, you probably would not be able to uh, be as creative or as uh, enlightened as you would in some kind of a mastermind brainstorming. Uh, however, that does uh, prompt me to, to mention that meditation could be a great form of of goal achievement because of goal achievement because uh, a meditation uh, practice allows you to do those visualizations, but also be able to hear a lot of the noise that needs to be filtered from your own kind of internal thinking so that it clears way for your true self to show up with its ideas that are obviously going to be uh, leading you to success. And then lastly, and and not only, but there's probably another dozen more, but um, uh, coaching and mentoring is a great uh, resource for goals achievement to where um, gaining perspective from another, uh, having some form of uh, of, of uh, accountability, uh, being able to uh, calendar the tasks that might be a part of what your action plan ultimately is, would be a way to um, to to uh, the, the the road of of goal achievement uh, success. So there's some tools uh, for you to to, um, to implement. Okay, great. I appreciate that and. I know we like to try to keep this brief so people can get on with their busy lives, so it's about time for us to wrap this call up, Tom. And uh, before I do that, you know, what do you have coming up for yourself this next month, and are there any goals that you have that you'd like to share with us? We can hold you accountable to. Well, thank you for that. Um, uh, you know, uh, a couple of things on that uh, score, and I – Gosh, I'm not prepared to, to having remembered the guy's name, but there was a TED Talk given um, by an individual that had done some research along the lines of sharing one's goals. And what the research showed is that psychologically, our bodies, our responses, our emotional uh, buy-in, so to speak, to goals achievement was actually um, – uh, a feeling that was achieved in the in the sharing of the goals uh, on a broadcast basis, not not necessarily just to one on one like you would with your spouse or your significant other, or even uh, you know two people that are you know part of a mastermind or six people in a small group like that. But when you when you tend to um, announce a goal, your body at a cellular level is kind of washed with this uh, with this um, uh, same endorphin feeling that you get as if you had achieved it, and therefore it, it actually works against you to uh, to, uh, to announce it in, in that form. Uh, and, and obviously, I'm meaning it more in the line of, of uh, you know uh, commentary as opposed to uh, asking one's opinion or accountability or, or uh, participation uh, in it with you. Um, but be that as it may, why I think it's always good to share your big, hairy, audacious goals. And your big, hairy, audacious goals uh, may be um, that goal that is so outside your comfort zone. It's a big stretch. And so, for instance, for my uh, big, hairy, audacious goal for 2015, it's to, it's to double our business. 
to to bring our uh, resources, our 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 uh, offerings uh, to the point where we double participation, we double revenues. Um, that big, hairy, audacious goal, uh, rather than an incremental step of growing success series and its offerings, uh, that big, hairy, audacious goal is uncomfortable. It's you know, how do we do that? What is it? What does that look like? How do we uh, we stretch in such a way that uh, that uh, you know who we are today means that we can't be that same person or that same company in in this case? Uh, should we achieve? that we would have to be different in some form because obviously if we're if we're in the form that we are now we're going to be achieving what we have now and if we want to be beyond that we have to take a, a, a different form of growth an exponential uh, evolution so um, that's the big hairy audacious goal for for me and for success series in 2015 and then I like all of you listeners uh, sit down in my case my in my case my birthday is at the end of October so I do an annual strategic planning uh, session for my goals for the for the next year around my birthday at that time of year, and I kind of look at um, what I want to achieve in each of my seven life areas and narrow them down to five to seven to ten goals for the year ahead. Uh, get them on the calendar. Uh, utilize tools to track that, uh, whether it's literally a calendar or some other kind of app. There's a ton of apps out there for for um, tracking uh, tasks and an action plan. Um, some of the great reading that's available would include uh, books such as The Magic of Thinking Big uh, by uh, uh, David Swartz, uh, a classic book that really helps you get outside that comfort zone and think beyond your, your limitations uh, so that you can really picture a, a different person, a different company in the case of my big, hairy, audacious goal, and then uh, start to put an action plan together for its achievement. I, I think your big, hairy, audacious goal is a great goal because if you succeed at that, just think of how many more people have succeeded in you know, going forward with their own successes, with their own goals. Um, because if you achieve your goal, that means you've helped more people reach their goals or at least move forward closer to those goals. So I think that's a great great goal, Tom. Thank you. Yeah, and that's that's really the end game for what we do, is that we are looking to benefit our listeners, our seminar participants, our readers, our blog readers, uh, by way of transformational uh, technologies and and uh, uh, techniques that would allow them to change their lives. And gosh, if there was just one person at one workshop that took one nugget of, of uh, information and shifted their life trajectory to create the life they want, that would be fantastic. And if we can do that in the hundreds or the thousands in count, that's triple, double, Ten times, quadruple that uh, uh, amount of uh, fulfillment on my part. So, I'm uh, I'm I'm always looking at that as kind of the, the the measuring stick. You know, are we making a difference in people's lives, transforming individuals and organizations with our seminars and training? Excellent. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this call up. But once again, before we do that, I want to let everybody know that today's call is sponsored by Tom's uh, soon-to-be-released ebook. 
uh, Goals 2015. You can get a download of the first two chapters uh, for free, and it's full of insightful and valuable information at the Success Series website. Or if you have a question that you'd like addressed on one of these calls, please go to the Success Series website, which is www.successseriesllc.com. And under the Contact tab, you can send Tom an email with the question. Uh, Tom reads the emails, his staff reads the emails, and then we go through, sift through what is appropriate for these calls, and we'll put it on the call. But one way or another, you certainly will get a response from Tom and his team. I'd also like to let everyone know that there will be another mastermind group with Tom forming up soon. So please be on the lookout to join that group. And this is another wonderful way that Tom can help you get from where you are to where you want to be. And again, go to the website, successseriesllc.com, and as soon as that group starts forming, that uh, notice will be posted on the website as well. So before I let you go, Tom, is there anything that you would like us to work on this next month? Do you have any homework for us? You usually do. Yes, I do, as a matter of fact, and our homework exercise for this call uh, is going to be found at the end of Chapter 1 of the new Goals 2015 ebook that will be uh, downloadable on the website. And I'm going to give you the first three uh, exercises of a six-exercise uh, uh, chapter. Uh, the first one is imagine that you have the inborn ability to achieve any goal you could ever set for yourself. What do you really want to be, do, and have? Talk about an outside-the-box thinking. The second question, what are the activities that give you your greatest sense of meaning and purpose in life? And those are clues as to what your passion might be, what your purpose might be. And then the third and last homework assignment is to look at your personal and work life today and identify how your own thinking has created your world. Think about that. We are where we are from the decisions that we've made leading us up to this point. And then contemplate what should you or could you change in your thinking and what might that lead to of a change in your life to create the life you want. That will be our homework for this month. Okay, great. Thank you, Tom. And once again, I'd like to thank you uh, for sharing with us your time and your wisdom. I'm Aaron Wilker, and until next month, remember what Tom always says, life is a series of now, so grow your life today. Thank you, everybody. Till next time.